Kingstream Entertainment, Bruce Lawn. I grew up in the early 2000s, and I remember having this thought when I first came to faith. I came to faith around 9-11, really wild time in American history, much similar to today. Rumors of wars, right? All kinds of wild stuff happening, uh, and we couldn't travel. There was all kinds of restrictions. It was a crazy time, and I remember coming to faith kind of out of fear initially, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest with you. I thought the rapture was going to happen, right? And I was just freaking out because I thought, like, Jesus was coming back any minute. Gave my life to Jesus. And at the time, I was an artist. And I still am an artist. And I always thought, man, what if, what if one of the world's biggest pop icons came to the faith and had an unapologetic faith in Jesus? What would that look like? What would that do to influence? What would that do to culture? What would that do to the message of Jesus? Would it make it more palatable? Would it make it more approachable? Would it, would it, would it soften the mindset of people to be more open to it? And now we are in the year 2020. I've been walking with God almost 20 years by the grace of God. And Justin Bieber posted something on Instagram that I thought was really, 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 really good. And I wanted to share it with you guys in terms of him more or less appearing to preach the gospel. Now, if you guys don't know Justin Justin Bieber as you're wild, Justin Bieber is one of the biggest uh, pop stars, if not the biggest pop star in the universe. He has, let's see how many followers does he have. He has a ton of followers um, on Instagram. Check his uh, IG. I didn't know he had that many followers. 151 million followers. Now, keep in mind, 151, there's only 350 million people in America. He has 151 followers on Instagram. So this goes out to 151 followers. 600,000 of them like this, which is wild. And he grew up Christian, kind of fell away, had a rough season, and was close to a lot of these kind of celebrity pastors. We've talked about the Carl Lenses. And it seems by all intents, this man is preserved in his faith and kept persevering and kept going despite the the personal issues he struggled with and really seems to have kind of had a moment of clarity and gotten clean and repented since he's gotten married and, and made some changes now this is not an endorsement of everything he represents this is not an endorsement of all his music videos this is not an endorsement of all of that right i don't think anybody is perfect but i think he's pretty 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 strong uh, here with this statement. Let's pull it. This is Instagram. Again, this was posted 21 hours ago. Shout out to my man, John Keith, who hit me to it. I saw it and he said, he says, thinking about our performance and morality can leave us feeling discouraged because we feel as though we can never measure up. But I have good news. Thinking about our performance and morality, morality, right? People, people gauge your goodness based on your performance, and he says, it can leave us feeling discouraged because we feel as though we can never measure up. Jesus, I think, made that really clear. Those of you guys that are the rule-keeping religious type, Jesus said that if you hate your brother, you've committed murder. If you look at a woman lustfully, you've, you've committed adultery. That I think if we look at the gospel message of Jesus, he's, he's elevated the, the, the law, the moral law, not just the Ten Commandments, but the true moral standards of God. He's elevated it so high that no one on their own can reach it. And therefore, the whole idea of morality, I think, is an interesting concept when we're trying to legislate morality, when we're trying to be moral or appear more righteous based on our actions. Jesus set the bar so high, set the bar so high in the Gospels, I think, 
so that we would have a dependency on him. I think so that we would be humbled. I think so that there would never be an us versus them, us holy people, us us Christian church people in the world. No, 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 because according to Jesus, if you hate your brother, if you hate that other political party, if you hate that that person that you disagree with, you've committed murder in your heart. If you look at that woman walking by and you take that second glance, and you, and you look at her, you've committed adultery in your heart. The, 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 the standards of Jesus is so high, the morality is so high that we can't measure up. We cannot measure up based on our own good deeds. Based on our own good deeds, we cannot measure up. And Justin Bieber says, but I have good news. But I have good news. Jesus being fully God, yet fully man, took our past, present, and future sins, forgiving us, allowing us, allowing us in typo, walk free of shame to walk free of shame did we earn it nope did we deserve it nope our joy should be coming from the finished work of what jesus did on the cross the simple fact that we are completely wiped clean from all of our sin jesus did what we couldn't do for ourselves he who knew no sin became sin now he's quoting scripture so that we can have real true intimate relationship with our God, not by earning or deserving it, but by simply receiving it. This is good news. There is nothing you can do to make God love you more or less than he does right now. Sit in that, rest in that. You are worth loving. There is no earning God's love. It's a free gift. Just believe it and receive it. God will do the rest. And then he writes, this is, so this is the screenshot. I think this is beautiful. And some of you guys are going to say, well, what about repentance? He didn't say anything about repentance. Well, if you actually understand what salvation is, salvation is us first acknowledging that we can't do it. God's standards are too high. God is too holy. God is too set apart. That if we lust in our heart, we've committed adultery, we've broken his moral law. That if we hate our brother, we're murderers, right? Now let's go deeper. How many of us have lied? How many of us have cheated? Let's go deeper. Maybe you haven't lied and haven't cheated, but what about your motives, right? What about your thought life? What about your motives for the things you seemingly do right? What's your real motive behind that? That if we look and compare ourselves against the, the, the law and we look at our th- ourselves against Jesus, We all fall short. So there should never be any type of self-righteousness in you, Christian, ever. There should never be that because it is no us versus them. It is just us. So salvation is us first acknowledging that and then receiving the grace. We're saved by grace through faith, according to Ephesians 2.8. We're saved by grace through faith. And I'm going to keep driving this home because some of you guys think we're saved by grace and baptism. Some of you think we're saved by grace and and repentance. Some of you guys think we're saved by grace and good works. Some of you guys think we're saved by grace and getting into the right church, getting baptized in the right name, getting into the right denomination, living in the right area of time. We're not, okay? Ephesians 2.8. It's simple. Go read your Bibles. We're, we're, We're baptized by grace through faith. What is grace? Grace is a gift. You did not earn it. My son does not earn his, his Christmas gifts. He just had his sixth birthday. It was incredible. He did not earn any of those gifts. He did not work for any of those gifts. He did not earn his identity of being my son. He is just my son by providence, period. Okay, so salvation is by grace. It's a gift. You did not earn it through faith so that no one should boast. So that no one should boast. And so here you have, you have Justin Bieber, the world's biggest icon. 
clearly proclaiming the gospel. Clearly proclaiming the gospel. And then you guys are still going to push back and say, Ah, oh, what about the, 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 the song with Chance the Rapper? He had a girl in it. Ah, oh, what about, ah, he, he has tattoos. Ah, what about the time he, he, uh, he, he said a cuss word. Right? He's just like, listen, chill out. God uses broken, flawed vessels all the time. He's using me right now, and I do not have it together. Okay, I'm figuring this out like you guys. Only difference is I've been doing this, walking, walking with Jesus probably a little longer than some of you watching this. And some of you watching this maybe walking with Jesus longer than I have. So, so, when it comes to repentance, he says there is nothing you can do to make God love you more or less than he does right now. Amen. Sit in that, rest in that. You are worth loving. There is no earning God's love. It is a free gift. It is grace. It is by grace you have been saved. Just believe it and receive it now. This is the part that some of you guys are going to uh, get, get, get confused on. God will what? Do the rest. God will do the rest. God will do the rest. Meaning that the scriptures say in Ecclesiastes that we had a, it's a, it's a metaphor in Ecclesiastes, it's a metaphor for our salvation. It said we had a, had a start of, heart of stone and then God gave us a heart of flesh. That all of a sudden we, we, we were once dead in our trespasses and, and, and God made us alive, right? Through Christ Jesus. God will do the rest. God will regenerate your heart. God will give you new desires. God will will you to repent. God will will you to get baptized. God will get you to plug it into a church. God will make you want to read the Bible that you once hated. God will make you hate the sin that you once loved. That is all a byproduct of regeneration. Now, Christian, you do have to cooperate. You do have to cooperate. And my son, who's six, he doesn't need to cooperate. When it's time to brush your teeth, son, you, you got to go brush your teeth. You get you. I, I mean... And sometimes God will, you know, shove the toothbrush in your mouth. Sometimes I got to do that to my son. But you do got to cooperate. And it's better when we cooperate. It's better for our own development. It's better for, for our own mentality. It's good when we cooperate. But that's called sanctification. You're not saved by cooperation. My son is not my son because he chose to brush his teeth. My son is my son because he's my son. You are God's kid because Jesus died for you, period. It's not because you perform a certain way. It's not because you're moral. It's not, none of that. Okay, so I think I'm going to keep banging home this point of salvation because a lot of us keep missing it. You guys keep pulling up and, 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 and one, you're questioning people's salvation if they weren't baptized the way you wanted them to be baptized. Some of you guys are questioning if they're saved at all because they haven't even had a chance to get baptized. And some of you guys are just completely disillusioned with the fact that God can save someone like Justin Bieber. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. And he can save someone like Kanye West. Yes, he can. And he has. If we're looking at the scriptural confounds of what salvation actually is, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, according to Romans 10. If you look at 1 Corinthians 15, what does it mean to be saved? Right? What are the basic requirements? Believe Jesus died for our sins. Believe Jesus rose. Believe Jesus appeared to people. Right? Bodily resurrection. So all of this. It's not about perfect theology. It's not about any of that stuff. That's just the salvation. That's just the salvation portion of it. We have to receive salvation. And then, yes, then there's a response. Then there's a responsibility. But that is cooperation. That is sanctification. We cooperate. This is from Disciplines of Grace by Jerry Bridges. Justification, you being justified in the sight of God, is all God and Jesus' work on the cross. Sanctification is you cooperating with the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. My son is my son just because he's my son, because of providence. And then my son gets to cooperate with me grooming him to become a man of God with me hopefully leading him and teaching him to love Jesus, 
right? To him getting up and doing his schoolwork, brushing his teeth, going to bed on time. This is how it all works together. Now, let me go back to this caption because I think there's more in the caption. And I and I appreciate like Justin Bieber doing this. Like I think this is amazing, his, as big as his platform is. And I'll tell you what the practical ramifications of this is in a second, okay? Um, okay, so... And he says, uh, as all of you know by now, I'm a Jesus guy. I love that, yo. I love that. As all of you know by now, come on, Justin. I am a Jesus guy. That is beautiful. What you may not know is that I am not a religious man. I'm not a religious man. Religion says you have to perform to make God love you. Jesus says, no, I have done everything there is to do. You're incapable of doing anything to make me love you any more or any less. Okay? So he says, he says, I am not a religious man. I follow the teachings of Jesus and believe he is, he is the Messiah. There are many things I've seen in churches that I strongly disagree with. Judgmental, posture, exclusion, hatred, all in the name of Christianity. I want no part of that. What I do want is love and look like Jesus. What I, would, what I do want is to love and look like Jesus and point people to his miraculous healing power. If you are interested in learning more about Jesus and his extraordinary ways, visit the church home app free in the app store. And, and he gave people some information. Shout out to my man, Chai Smith, who, who threw up the prayers, uh, the prayer symbols. So this is dope. This is, a, this is dope. This is, this is good. This is good, Christian. Justin Bieber is not perfect. And you know what? Justin Bieber is probably going to drop the ball again. And he's probably going to let us Christians down again. It's probably going to happen. But this is good. This is a public, clear proclamation of the goodness of Jesus. Okay? Of the goodness of Jesus. And that is awesome. And, and this man is giving people resources. By the way, if you want to learn more, go get the Church Home app. Download that. How freaking cool is that? How cool is that? That, they, that, that he can proclaim this faith, this good news about Jesus, to over 150 million of his followers, over half a million of which engaged and liked it. I don't know how many comments are on this post, but probably a lot. This is good news. This is good news. And, and, and his ability to sustain and not mess up has nothing to do with the message, okay? Your ability, your ability to, to per- persevere and, and, and continue walking in the faith and you will sin, it has nothing to do with your responsibility to proclaim the good news, to go out into the world, to make disciples, okay? That, 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 that you don't have to be perfect for this. You just have to be redeemed. You just have to be willing. You just have to be willing to step out. Okay, and so my prediction, this is my prediction. How is this going to affect us as a whole? Well, uh, I think this, what this does is, granted, all 150 million people who see this aren't going to be like, yes, I'm giving my life to Jesus because Justin Bieber said and massive revival is going to break out. That could happen. What I think is, is I think it's going to be more subtle. I think it's going to be people's appetite changes slowly. They're going to see more and more Christians in society who represent Jesus, not perfectly, but unapologetically, authentically, being themselves, right? Being being themselves flawed. Like Kanye is still going to say some wild stuff. Justin Bieber still may say some, do some wild stuff, right? But it's okay because we all say and do some wild stuff. The only difference between you and me is that they have a gajillion cameras on them and the whole world watching them and we don't, right? And we don't. So, what I think is going to happen is I think people's palate is going to change. I think people's people's uh, reaction is going to change to when they hear the name of Jesus. And I'll give you guys some very practical. Uh, th- this is already happening. Okay, so if you if you're on TikTok, if you're on TikTok, one of the biggest niches on TikTok is what 
Christian content. People don't know that, right? My, my friend Alex Dion Wilson, right? Uh, countless other folks who love Jesus, who preach the gospel. They don't water down the gospel. They preach the gospel and they have millions and millions and millions and millions of followers, right? Multiple influencers, multiple types, multiple colors, multiple ethnicities, multiple vibes all over TikTok, right? On YouTube, one of the biggest growing niches on YouTube, and maybe that's why you're here now, is faith-related stuff. Guy, Pastor Mike Winger is doing a whole thing on YouTube in terms of how to help other Christian influencers build their thing. So I think this is already happening before us. And what if, what if, what if, as the majority, not the majority, but as a good segment of the evangelical church is waiting for the world to end because of politics and this and that, what if God is, I'm not saying he is, but it, 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 it appears that way. What if God is subtly doing a work in culture and through technology, right? And, and, and it's not going to look the way we thought it was going to look. And what if there's a subtle revival happening right before our very eyes through technology, through social media, but we're too, we're too up on our high horse and we're too in our religious bubble into our religious circle to even acknowledge, goodness, God's doing something pretty cool, man. Justin Bieber, Kanye West. I mean, who, who else? You know what I mean? How, how many influence? Again, if you're on TikTok, just when you get a chance, if you're not on TikTok, when you get a chance, go on TikTok and intentionally go through and just like all the Christian stuff, right? You can follow me on TikTok. I, I haven't been posting as often. Alex Dion Wilson's is a bunch of, and what you'll notice is what TikTok will do and, and YouTube too, is then TikTok will curate your entire timeline to be all Christian. And then now when I open my TikTok, it's literally just all Christian stuff. Some people have 10,000 followers. Some people have 10 million followers. It's incredible. It's really cool, right? It's really cool. And so this is a good time. It's a good time to be alive. This is a good time to, um, to be a Christian and to share your faith. This is not a time for us to be ashamed. This is not a time for us to, um, attempt to over curate who we are and not share our full self. This is a good time okay and if you are sitting here and 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 you have some judgment in your heart towards Justin and, and, and whatever I would honestly re-examine your own heart and I would go back and re-examine your own theology on what you think salvation actually requires what you think salvation actually requires because if we look at the scriptures if you look at the scriptures uh you may be alarmed in terms of what the scriptural requirements are Okay, you might be alarmed with the scripture requirements. So I'll pull it up. This is what the early church believed. I'll, I'll keep going back to this because some of you guys just, you guys just don't know your Bibles. First Corinthians fifteen. This is this is this is the this is it right here. The most important. This is what Paul passed down that the early church. This was their first ever decree. This was the first thing that they all believed. Okay, it says, "For what I received, I passed on to you as of what, as a first importance." This is what Paul received. He didn't make this up. He didn't make this up. That Christ died for our sins. What? According to the scriptures. So there's an embracement of the scriptures here, by the way. The inspired word of God. There is. That he was buried. That he was raised on a third day, according to the scriptures. That he appeared to Cephas, who's uh, the apostle Peter. Then he appeared to the twelve, the other apostles. And then he appeared to, uh, and, and after that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also as one abnormally born. 
there's some framework on what it what what they actually believe that Jesus lived, that Jesus died, that Jesus rose, that the Bible was inspired, that he appeared to all these people. And then Paul goes on to say later on that if Jesus didn't really rise rise from the grave, that we should be the most pitied people, right? Because our faith hangs on the resurrection. That is what our faith hangs on. It doesn't hang on your denomination. It doesn't hang on somebody needing to go above and beyond to denounce every single past sin you think they should denounce or hey now they got to denounce the music industry hey why hasn't justin denounced the illuminati hey why hasn't justin denounced alcohol that's not in there that's not in there it's not there i'm sorry take it up with paul take it up with paul go read your scriptures on what it means to be to be saved take that up with paul it's just not in there it's not so if you have something in your heart and you're like, oh, when Justin Bieber saved, I can't believe it. He's not me. That's more about you than it is about Justin. That's more about you than what God is doing in society right now. And I would search your own heart. And I would just go back to the basics. Some of us really just need to go back to the basics of Scripture and just figure out, like, what is salvation? 1 Corinthians 15, what is salvation? Romans 10, what is salvation? Ephesians 2, what is salvation? John 3, what is salvation? What, it, what, what does it mean to be saved? To be saved doesn't mean to be perfect. To be saved doesn't even mean to be fully sanctified or fully glorified. What is salvation? Right? And there are certain things, you know, it's going to take Justin a while to work out. Praise God for that. I'm praying for him. There are other things that, you know, maybe, I'm sure there are things in his life that just kind of fell off right away. There are things in my life that fell off right away. And other things, it's just, gosh, man, God's still working on me. I still got blind spots, guys. So, what do you guys think? If you guys want to, if you guys want to look more into this, I got a video uh, where we discuss kind of some of the boundaries in Christian art when it comes to guys like Denzel Washington, Chance the Rapper, Justin Bieber, specifically uh, Justin Bieber and Drake's video. I'll, uh, I'll I'll try to remember to link that below. You guys can go check that out. Let me know what y'all think though. King Stream Entertainment, Bruce Lawn.